Welcome back to my quarter life crisis, the 20 something podcast. It's a Wednesday. Happy hump day, everybody. We're getting through. We're trucking through. We're pushing through. It's October. So excited. <laughs> Best time of the year. Spooky. Spooky season. Spooky, scary skeletons. I was actually just looking at um, Halloween costumes for my dogs. <laughs> I don't know if you've uh-huh. ever seen these costumes of dogs with these postman outfits on with a little package in the front. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it, it looks like, like they're holding them while they're like running. I want one for Tank so bad because he's so, so like petite. Short. <laughs> that man's not petite, I wouldn't say, but he got short man syndrome. He's stompy. Yeah, 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 yeah. How was your week? One day I'm going to come on here and not complain about some ailment, some sickness, some something. But today's not that day. I was okay. I mean, last week, like, I wasn't, like, I was still getting over the crud. But I was, like, it was maybe, like, Tuesday or so. And I, it was still just kind of lingering, you know? And so I went to, like, an urgent care. And I was, like, listen, I don't feel bad. But, like, I just got all this shit in my chest. And I'm a matron of honor in a wedding this weekend. I need you to help me out. Like, I'm just being straight up. Give me what you got. And he was like, all right, let's get you a steroid shot, a Z-pack, and something else, some prednisone. And I was like, bet. Thank you. That's what I came for. So they gave me my shot in my butt. And it hurted. You have to, like, sit there for, like, 10 minutes afterwards to make sure that you don't have a reaction. I was stinging. I don't think I've had a shot in my butt since I was, like, 10. (laughs) I was stinging, but I was feeling better. Like even that day, I was like, yes, right move. Like this was a good thing to do. And so I was like, okay, I'm on my way. I'm making my way up. (laughs) So just to place the timeline, we were leaving for Taylor's wedding on Friday. And earlier in the week, Via like randomly threw up. But like she's three. I feel like kids just randomly throw up, you know, it was whatever. She could have had too much juice. I mean, yeah. And it was like in the morning one day. And so it was just weird. And it didn't happen again. So I was like, okay, sure. And then so on Thursday, so the day before we're supposed to leave, and it had now been like 48 hours since she had any issues. I um, got Finn up that morning. And like the second I opened the door to his room, it just like hit me the second that I walked into his room and I turned the light on and he's just like covered in throw up trigger warning. <laughs> and it's like all over his clothes, all over him, literally in his hair, on his sheets. Like it looks like he did like snow angels in it. And like he didn't cry or anything. Like we have a monitor. He didn't cry. Nothing. It literally was like bleh, went back to sleep. It was so nasty. And then I told Preston and he was like, I don't feel good either. And so then he came home doing the same thing. And then I was like, oh, my God, we're about to get down. Like, we're about to be down for the count. And he was like, well, I hope that if this is like a thing for all of us that you start now. Because apparently his sister or um, his brother and our sister-in-law had it like the weekend before. And they said that it was like 12 hours and then they were okay and i was like okay if i can start my 12 hours now i'll be okay like preston breathe in my face right now like i need this to hit me (laughs) now and it sure did i got got that afternoon into the evening i was not okay everybody else only had like one or two instances 
I had like four. They're, throwing up is like one of the worst things. And like you always forget how bad it is <laughs> until, until you're there. Yeah. So yeah, that was not good. And also just like the cherry on top. Um, Thursday was like my only day that week to get my shit done. So like, like I said, I needed new shoes. I had to get my eyebrows done. Just like all the small shit. I had to go like run some errands for Taylor. I literally at one point on Thursday, I still tried to leave my house. Like when I kind of thought it was like maybe over, I was like, okay, like I'm just going to hold myself together. And if I have to pull over and throw up, like I have to get this stuff done. And I literally stepped out onto my porch and I thought that I was going to pass out. And I was like, okay, I just have to go lay down for a minute. And then I slept until like 11 something PM. So needless to say, I didn't get anything done that day. And then so on Friday, I was like running around like a chicken with my head cut off. My mom helped me out a lot getting like the rest of that stuff done. But I did feel better after sleeping for a little while. And it was 12 hours, but it was not good. Well, thankfully, you weren't dealing with any of the sickness. I know. This weekend. Yeah. You were like all right on Friday, but like Saturday, you seem like healthy, healthy-ish. <laughs> yeah, Friday, I was still just kind of like, you know how afterwards you just feel like fragile <laughs> and like scared? <laughs> That's how I still was. I was like, I don't know. So Friday, I was still like really taking it easy as far as like ingesting anything. Yeah, but yeah, Saturday for the most part. And then today after the wedding, we are on the way home and my mom texts me that the kids are doing it again, which I don't know if it was just a weird thing, but like me and Preston feel fine. Fingers crossed. Like it's just like a fluke. Maybe they had something weird yesterday while we were gone. But that's one thing that they don't tell you about having kids is the revolving door of sickness that goes through your house. I like I knew that like kids bring home germs and like Via goes to school a couple of days a week. So like I knew that it was going to be a thing. But I'm like, is it this intense? Is this what y'all were talking about? Like, is it this bad all the time? It's like every week it's something else. Like I said last week, I'm tired. I'm tired. I want to feel good. Which right now I feel, I still feel okay. And I pray to God. Cut to the future when everybody else is listening to this on Wednesday. And I'm like on my deathbed. But hell no, we ain't got no top of that. And the kids have been fine for the rest of the day today since we've been home. So like I said, maybe it was just another fluke. Adicate. How was your week? My week was good. I feel like I say the same thing every week. I know. I, I just feel like I just come on here and talk about how sick we are. Every week Addison says that she's tired <laughs> or she's having a recovering from some sickness. And I just talk about work. One exciting thing, though, that happened this past week at work was I hit my six months of being a sales manager. Mm. So, like, my team, Team Caroline, turned six months old. Team Caro? Team Isla Dallas Caroline is what my team is called. Isla? I-L-A. Oh. It's just, like, a name. Okay. But, yeah. Inside Loan Agent. That's what it stands for. Oh. But, yeah, my team turned six months, and that was crazy. It feels like yesterday that I was getting that promotion. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I look back and I think about the first like month, it was really rough and I had really bad imposter syndrome for a while. And I was, I was talking to my parents and Eric and I was like, I don't know if I meant, if I meant to do this, like leading a team of people who have like no experience and trying to teach them all this is a lot. And I was like, I don't know if I can like 
This is a lot to undertake. It's not easy being a boss babe. Yeah, and I, a couple of times, I was like, I don't know, like, if I made a mistake or not, like, by taking this. Because, like, being a loan officer, it's so much more independence. Like, you just, you're kind of like your own separate, like, small business within a company. Because as long as you're successful, you can do kind of whatever you want. So, like, I could log in later or go take a longer lunch if I need to do something. As long as I was hitting my goals, like, I never heard anything from my boss. So, switching from that to having... 12, 13, 14 people, depending on the month, that have, like, no experience to, like, very little experience in them needing me. It's insane, the difference. Yeah. I always say it feels like I am a single mother with 12 children at work. (laughs) It's a lot. Well, you would not have gone six months if you weren't crushing it. If you were not fitting the role as you were supposed to, you would not have made it six months. Amen, honey. It's a good job crazy tings so that's that's my work update (laughs) still working still haven't won the lottery still on the grind still grinding other news so as we've been discussing for the past honestly 10 episodes two years (laughs) for us (laughs) seriously our friend taylor finally got married she walked down the aisle we done did it She's no longer a bride. Now she's just someone's wife. Now I'm just somebody's wife. <laughs> so, yeah, the weekend was great. The, I almost said resort. What would you call it? Like a venue set? I don't know how to describe it. It was, the venue is a ranch. It's like a bed and breakfast vibe, ranch vibe wedding venue. It's like an, like an entire property. It kind of reminds me of a church camp. <laughs> It, no, we sa- we're saying that the entire time. It was like very camp vibes. Yeah, camp vibes. It was in Mineral Wells. Mm-hmm. So about an hour and a half to two hours out of DFW. The venue was like super cool. So there was 25, I think, rooms on site that you could stay at. And then there were a couple of separate like lodges that could be rented out. So for us, it was really nice. So we just drove out there Friday, had the rehearsal. Got to spend the night at the venue, and then we spent the night, obviously, after the wedding as well. So that was super clutch. It was nice that there wasn't, like, a lot of back and forth, and then, like, especially since it is not far from us, but, like, not necessarily close, close. So it was nice to just, like, be out there and then, like, do the whole thing and then, like, not have to do a bunch of back and forth. Yeah, it was nice. One thing about weddings that's always tricky is the logistics of, like, all the different spots you need to be at. Mm-hmm. So only having one space that we needed to be in was so convenient as opposed to like rehearsal here, rehearsal dinner here, reception here, ceremony here. Right. Back to the hotel for this. Don't forget this. We need to pick up all this stuff here. Yeah. Like once we were there, we were there. Clutch. Friday was the rehearsal and like everybody just kind of like trickling in from out of town if they were. Yeah. And then Saturday was wedding day. And I feel like all things considered... It was, like, one of the most chill, like, wedding days that I have seen. Like, we really just hung out, like, the entire day. Yeah, we just just were chilling. Like, there was a lot of downtime. Like, a lot more downtime than I even anticipated us having. Yeah, agreed. Granted, uh, because other people were working their asses off, but, like, it was nice that we weren't having to do that on top of, like, trying to, like, spend time with her and, like, keep her nerves at bay and, like, get ready and all this shit. Yeah, I think it's super nice to be able to 
enjoy your day with your bridesmaids and not have your bridesmaids like laboring (laughs) like hiring a day of coordinator and a decorator and different people to actually help work that should be a number one priority for people i swear i guess really the only comparison that i have is one time i went to a wedding with one of my friends so she was in the wedding party and i was like her plus one and it was an out-of-town wedding so like i just kind of like hung around with them that day and we were all put to work the entire day and it was miserable and like i understand doing some work sure i get it like that's kind of part of the responsibility of being in a bridal party but it was so much to where people barely even had time to get ready and like it was interfering on the bride's time getting ready and i was like i never want this i never want this to be a thing just going from like that drastic experience to like this i was like this is the shit i'm just sitting here that's how it should be (laughs) like put those men to work the boys they don't they need literally 30 minutes to get ready yeah so they can play basketball for an hour but they can do some labor yeah i don't even know what any of those boys did all day i saw hunter doing a little bit of work i saw him pulling ice out okay okay loading up keg so they were doing some work i did hear that there was an issue that was like literally the only issue legitimately the whole day that i heard was that like one of the kegs wasn't tapping right or something but they figured it out yeah and then one person was late so we delayed the ceremony 10 minutes yeah but what wedding ever yeah in the history of ever has ever started like perfectly on time i can't think of one so we just spent the whole day hanging we got our hair did i really liked our hair i liked a lot of (laughs) vendors at her wedding like i'm thinking about stealing her photographer (laughs) i know she already posted some like preview pictures today and i was like damn well she's been like that the whole time like their engagement photos she Mm -hmm. got them back right away taylor did a boudoir photo shoot for you know gift for hunter she got it back the next day yeah i'd like a speedy turnaround i don't want wedding photos that i have to wait three months oh that's like that's on like the shorter end of a turnaround i'm just not patient like that Mm -mm. like i will pay you more money to get them back to me and they had like a list of like okay we need yeah we're like okay we need this person this person on deck okay next is this shot like it was efficient that's the way you have to do it honestly yeah well all the hard parts are over they said i do i gave my speech you did it went really well i was telling preston this morning in the car i feel like it did go okay like as far as like public speaking goes, I think it was one of my better performances. Did you black out? No, I, that's what I said. I was like, I didn't black out. So that's kind of, I mean, really, I have nothing to compare it to because like every other time I blacked <laughs> out, but I was like, I didn't black out. So I feel like that means it went okay. No, it went really well. Do you think that you're getting better at public speaking because we speak so frequently on here? But this is so different though, because we're not looking at anybody. I don't know. I think maybe because I had like all of my support people there, I felt okay. So I don't know. Like maybe a hundred people won't like my speech, but I've got like 20 people right here that are going to scream for me. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So whatever. (laughs) I might. 
Today's episode is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record, edit, and upload podcasts right from your phone or computer. It's a platform we use and it genuinely could not be any easier or more user-friendly. Anchor easily distributes podcasts to multiple platforms such as Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It does all the legwork for you. And the best part is that it's completely free. It does all the work and costs nothing. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. In other news, so I haven't talked about this before on the podcast, just because it's a little bit more sensitive and it's not my news to share, but I have spoken with the person and they don't, they're like, yeah, I don't care. You can talk about it. So someone, I'm not going to say who they are, someone in my close sphere of family and friends was diagnosed with cancer maybe three or four weeks ago. Yeah, not that long ago. It was honestly very shocking came out of nowhere it's a female (laughs) they she she went to get a mammogram you know as people do went to get a mammogram and there was some type of lump that they could see so they had her come back and they did a biopsy of the area that they thought there was a tumor and they sent it off to the pathologist and it came back as cancer so the crazy thing is though we didn't even know that she went back in for a biopsy I knew that she went for the mammogram and then like two weeks went by and she's like, oh yeah, they said I had cancer. What? And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like, no, legit. That's how the conversation went. Like the most nonchalant ever. Yes. It was so weird. I was like, I'm sorry, you're going to have to repeat that. You, the doctor says you have cancer. But then I guess how... How do you say that, really? I would sound a little bit more shocked. I mean, yeah. So that was very shocking news to hear. So shortly after that, she had an appointment with Texas Breast Specialist or something. So I went to that appointment with her, and we got really good news at the appointment. The tumor was relatively small. It seemed like from the cell movement, I don't know how they call this stuff, I'm not a scientist, (laughs) the cell regeneration, it was growing, but it wasn't like super, it wasn't super aggressive yet. Yeah. So this was actually really close to when we went to Mexico. So yeah, this is all really in a month and a half. So they were like, well, you have a couple options, but the best option really is a lumpectomy, which is where they just go in and remove the tumor. So they were saying, we need to get you scheduled pretty quickly. So the surgery ended up being maybe four days after I got back from Mexico. This was this week is when the surgery happened. Mm. So I've had a busy week. (laughs) Um, The surgery was on Tuesday. Surgery went really well. They got all of it out. And I guess they do. Again, I'm not a scientist, so I don't exactly know how to say this, but apparently they take out a little bit of extra room around the tumor because they want to make sure that they're not leaving anything in. And then they test like the border of it to make sure that there weren't any like cancerous cells on the outside. Right. I guess that makes sense. I could be completely wrong. You in don't how know I describe until that. you know. So they did that and it came back good. But from what I'm hearing, it seems like she still needs to go in for like the next steps. Again, I don't, I've never really had anybody in my close life had cancer besides skin cancer. So I'm not really familiar with what happens, but it makes they're making it seem like she's either going to have to do radiation or chemo. 
to make sure that it doesn't come back. But I don't know why if they got it all out. That's exactly my question. If they can take it all out, what is there to, like, kill off? Yeah, I don't know. So that appointment... Well, I mean, I guess cancer cancer can be in, like, cells. So maybe it's to, as your cells are, like, regenerating. I'm also not a scientist. Yeah. And they also took out maybe two of her lymph nodes because they wanted to see if it had traveled through the lymphatic system question mark <laughs> i need like an anatomy like tune up because i'm like really struggling i mean i guess that makes sense because you can have you have mm-hmm. lymph nodes right there in your armpit so i guess that makes sense i mean they're relatively close yeah so they did something with the lymph nodes those came back negative so all the news that we've been getting is really positive so that's on the up and up but for a while, maybe like a week and a half, I was really panicked because it felt like I was the only one freaked out by yeah. this situation. And I was like, why am I the only one like worried? Well, it's so weird how people handle stuff like that completely differently, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Some people internalize it. Me, I'm like an anxious mess. I'm <laughs> literally like kept awake at night i'm very much like um like a worst case scenario kind of person i'm very glass half empty but my like coping mechanism is like planning and expecting the worst so that if things are better it's like a surprise and Mm -hmm. if they're not my mind is already there so i had a couple breakdowns at work i had to close my office door and just like cry for like 20 minutes and just get it out i mean sometimes that's all you can do but yeah that was the first person really like thank god like no one else around me has had anything that serious so but yeah it's it's looking up from here well it's um national breast cancer awareness month it is we're now in october so everybody make sure to do your little self checks i do those on your titties like on the regular do you in the shower yeah you like rub your hands in a or your rub your fingers in a circle around your boobs, right? You're supposed to put like one arm on top of your head. Mm. So like say my right arm is on top of my head. Yeah, with your left arm you're supposed to like feel around. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, like go in circles and check yourself. I do that like pretty frequently, at least once a month. I don't know what age you're supposed to start getting mammograms. Let me look it up. One second. Well, I get mammograms and What's the other one? The really not fun one that you have to go to the gyno for. What's that one? Those ones you don't, you have to get like every 10 years. Up the ass? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, not that one. (laughs) Oh my God. No. Now I have questions because I've never had an exam up the ass. Have you? No, but I think... mm, Is that a colonoscopy? Yeah. Not a colonoscopy. (laughs) (laughs) What other exam is there? It's the one it looks like... It's like where they stick the, like, plastic thing inside. Yeah, what is that one? Doesn't that also start with an M? I'm having a brain fart. You should have had one of those by now. I don't know what it's called. Part of the internet, though, you should start getting mammograms when you're 40 years old. Okay. And it says people that are at risk, who are the age of 50 to 74, should be getting a mammogram every two years. But consult your doctor. Because, again, we are not 
We're not doctors. Pap smear. <laughs> Map smear. <laughs> Pap. Have you had a pap smear? No. No. Oh, those aren't fun. Shh. I th- think you're supposed to start getting them. I know. Let's also Google that while we're here. I know I should. Please don't harass me, Mom. I will get one done. I think that I've I've had at least two. I think you're supposed to get them when you turn like twenty or twenty-one, mat like maximum. When should you start getting pap smears? You should start getting pap smears at twenty-one. <laughs> Yikes! But then, yeah, I think you don't have to. You think you get them every maybe ten years? Question mark damn but yeah i i think i've had i've definitely had two if not three i think maybe i've had more because i've given birth i don't know if they just like think so do that as part of like your exams afterwards but like i also got an iud after via so like there's just been Hmm. times like i'm already here so you want to just go ahead like sure yeah i need to add that to my to-do list pap smear they're not fun that's exactly why i have not done it (laughs) Okay, but there are people, I understand it's, like, different for everybody, but, like, how we've also talked about, like, how tamp, like, putting a tampon in should not hurt. When I got my IUD, granted, I had, I had literally had a C-section six weeks earlier, so, like, my, like, pain scale maybe is a little bit different, but I've heard people talk about, like, IUDs is, like, the most excruciating pain they've ever felt, and they were, like, screaming during all this, like, crazy shit. It literally, like, there's, like, a little cramp because they're kind of, like, digging up inside of you, but, like, like it did not hurt. Anyways, it's, like, kind of the same thing. Like, people say that it's, like, excruciating and blah, blah, No, it shouldn't be. Uh, just thinking about going to the doctor makes me lightheaded. Any doctor? Or, like, yes, the gyno? Any. That's another thing about me. I am very anxious at the doctor. Even when I go get lip filler... I've almost passed out every single time. Like I have black. I'm like my vision's going out. I'm sweating. Mm-hmm. I'm just not okay. It's called white coat syndrome. And it's a literal real thing because I've had it too. Whenever I have had my like blood pressure taken in the past, they're like, are you like, okay? Like, are you just super anxious today? And I'm like, I mean, I'm okay. Like I'm just sitting here. I don't feel super anxious. And they'll literally give me like five minutes by myself to just kind of like calm down and they'll take my blood pressure again because my pulse is too high. Yeah. I think the only doctor up in here, (laughs) the only doctor that doesn't stress me out is the dentist. What? Yeah. The dentist stresses me out. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Like Going to the regular doctor freaks me out. Going to get injections really freaks me out. Have you had your wisdom teeth out? Yeah. I don't have wisdom teeth. I don't have tonsils. I don't have tonsils. How bad was your wisdom teeth, would you say? Well, I feel like anesthesia really gets me good. And I'll be, like, down for the count for a couple days on the couch. Pain-wise, it was fine. But, like... I'm scared of that. Nah, it was fine. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. I ha- that's something that I need to get done. One of my wisdom teeth is like sideways. Oh, hell. So it's going to be gnarly. One of my wisdom teeth sockets had two teeth in it. You got a twofer? <laughs> so I had a twofer one special. You got a twofer twofers. I had a five teeth in a four socket. Ow. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounds like a doozy. No, it's fine. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Well, moral of the story is do your breast exams, get your pap smears, mark your calendars for your mammograms, whether it be now or in 15 years for us. <laughs> I'll set a reminder. <laughs> Addison's birthday is coming up in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? I don't have time to do anything. Really? What day of the week is your birthday on? A Monday. So? So what? What am I going to do on a Monday? Something. I do have a massage schedule on my birthday. Oh, hell. Then you're done. What? You're not going to do anything after you're all calm and relaxed. No, I'm not. Damn. What about a Sunday? the sunday before i'm scheduled with you as i am every sunday <laughs> we're not occupied the whole day no i know but i'm just saying like we're already gonna be hanging talking chatting Ugh, lame I'll, I'll try to i'll try to come up with something well the day before th- okay so my birthday is monday the 17th mm-hmm. the day before that is a sunday is when we would theoretically record the day before that is saturday the 15th and we're seeing cody johnson so I kind of was just, we were already like doing that. Like it wasn't for my birthday, but I was kind of just going to have that like be my like celebratory thing. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> I, know queen of birthdays. I know it's your birthday, but I'm going to make it about me and say meh. <laughs> we'll come up with something a little bit better than that. I'm down to hang. Let me know if you have ideas, but otherwise I got no time. I'm booked and busy. I'll come up with something. Okay. Something or other. Okay. Okay, well, I have something that I need to talk about this week. And I know this may be a niche audience, but I, it may not be. Because the person that I'm going to talk about, the group that I'm going to talk about, they have millions and millions and millions of followers. So it really is like a big deal. Let me just get right into it. I think I'm like more versed into this than you are. I think it's fair to say. You went down the rabbit hole. So yes, please just take us down this journey. Okay, let me just explain things here. So on YouTube, there is, what would you call them? Like, like a channel. There's a YouTube channel, A yes. group. But they're more than just a YouTube channel. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're a big company now. Yeah, for sure. They're called the Try Guys. That's their YouTube channel. They actually started at BuzzFeed, like in the height of like all the BuzzFeed stuff. And then they all left BuzzFeed and got to keep like the rights to the Try Guys name and started their own company called Second Try. So now it's like their own like legit company. And they're like crazy, crazy, crazy successful. Like they have 7.85 million subscribers perfect. on YouTube. Thank you. Um, So they have like their YouTube channel. They have a podcast. They went on like a national tour. They have a book. They all have like their own like um kind Different of like companies. side projects um and they just got picked up for a food network show so like not small okay they're very like legit now yes so and they all kind of have like their own like personality kind of like shtick keith is like the food guy zach is like the funny one eugene is the gay asian and ned is the married guy the family guy so he was the first one in the group married and he is also the only father he has two kids and so he is married to his wife ariel they've been married for 10 years when i tell you it was his entire like personality like that's an understatement okay and she also like works with the try guys so they also have like a sub podcast of like all the try wives all the try guys like partners 
called You Can Sit With Us, and she is a part of that as well as like she does a lot of their interior decorating. Her and Ned had a cookbook together. So I'm just saying, like, they're like very like intertwined even within the business together. Anywho, this week a bomb gets dropped. There was a video, a video slash like pictures that came out of Ned. What people were at first just kind of speculating to be Ned kissing another woman at a bar. And so at first, these pictures are like kind of blurry. And it's like, I don't know, like that could just be any white guy because he kind of does just look like any random white guy. But now stuff just comes out. People are sleuthing. It is, in fact, Ned. So essentially what happened, Ned went out to a bar and what we now have more information on now he went to a harry styles concert and then to a bar with his subordinate slash co-worker alex if you watch their channel she like is also kind of like a personality on the channel like she is also on screen as well as like behind the camera so people definitely know her she's like one of the food babies right yes yeah so they kind of have like a little show slash like segment on their channel ned and alexandria are seen going to a Harry Styles concert and then to a bar together that night. And then there are videos slash pictures of them kissing. And Alexandria was also engaged. Somebody sent her fiance, Will, the videos and like screenshots of them. So then Will contacts like Ariel. They like kind of confirm the whole thing. It is, in fact, them. And this all kind of started on Reddit, and it seems like Will, Alex's now ex-fiance, leaked all this stuff onto Reddit. And so just, like, all this shit starts coming out of, like, Ned and Alex were seen, like, the day before holding hands at, like, a farmer's market. All this stuff starts coming out. And so this is the end of September now, but this, um, like, sighting was... September 1st or September 2nd it was one of the nights that Harry was at MSG in Mm -hmm. New York so there's like a whole month difference kind of like in between and so that day stuff just starts like blowing up and the Try Guys release a statement kind of like midday saying like Ned is no longer working with the Try Guys after like a thorough internal review we do not see a way forward when I tell you this is like huge news it's huge news because these guys are all genuinely friends too like if you can take everything that they say as fact they are genuinely friends like they watch football together hang out with his kids like they are all actually spending time together outside of work as well so it's just to cut business and like personal ties is just like a really really big deal And then Ned also posted a statement. So this is all like kind of simultaneously. Ned says, Family should have always been my priority, but I lost focus and had a consensual workplace relationship. I'm sorry for any pain that my actions may have caused to the guys and the fans, but most of all to Ariel. The only thing that matters right now is my marriage and my children, and that's where I'm going to focus my attention. A little bit too late, bud. A consensual workplace relationship. Those words, like say so much to me because like part of the question is like okay like were you drunk and like you crossed a line and like not okay but like that's different than having like a relationship a relationship and like a full-on affair 
those words to me kind of confirm like a full-on affair. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't call a hookup a relationship. No, you would say, I crossed a line one time. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like something like inhibited my decision making. Like, you know what I mean? So then at the same time, Ariel posts, thanks to everyone who has reached out to me. It means a lot. Nothing is more important to me and Ned than our family. And we and all we request right now is that you respect our privacy for the sake of our kids. Fair. And the Internet is just like reeling. And I just I could not stop deep diving on it because it was just so shocking, crazy, because they all just seem like such like. I don't really know, I don't know the word I'm looking for besides like like with the times and I just feel like they are all like respectful of women you kind of put them on a pedestal in your brain because you see them you know you don't think they would do that well first of all they're huge public figures so you wouldn't expect them to do it especially at a Harry Styles concert and it's just like one thing I was talking to somebody about it and I was like one of the you want to question okay maybe were they already separated and that's why he felt like he could be in public like that or are you just genuinely that stupid i think if they were separated why would the try guys let him go because then it's not that controversial i agree with that now i just think like one of like the initial like questions because yeah if if there was no issue in their marriage there wouldn't be a controversy or like something to even be fired over and some people are like why are you gonna like like how can you get fired for cheating like that doesn't have anything to do with your job it's like okay but if you look at the grand scheme of things he had he's the boss he's the owner of one of this this company he's sleeping with somebody under him so that's already putting him like in a compromised position of power Meanwhile, he's acting as like their HR department because they don't actually have one. So that's him. So like that's just like an extra like fucked up layer. But then you're like opening up your company to like a potential lawsuit. Honestly, having this like sort of scandal come out, they just got their TV show that puts like partnerships, sponsorships, your TV show all in jeopardy. So that's like the business side of it. But then like a friendship, I can imagine. How do you continue a friendship with somebody that could put like your livelihood in jeopardy? And it's like they worked so hard, all four of them, to get to this spot. And then it could all just be taken away because... You were thinking with your dick? Because he wanted to fuck around with like this rando girl Mm -hmm. instead of his wife. Yeah. If we were in that same position... I would have a hard time like being your friend because like at the end of the day, like you are putting my life in jeopardy too, my business. It's so messed up. It just makes me upset talking about it. It's just, ugh. they haven't released any content since it came out. Like they posted a statement because it was like, so their podcast comes out on Thursdays. So this must've been on Tuesday that all of that came out because I was like, oh my god i cannot wait to see what they have to say on the podcast and then like late wednesday night they posted that they were gonna take a break from the podcast this week so they could like collect their thoughts and all of this stuff so i'm like chomping at the bit for some content i just want to be like a fly on the wall during some of these conversations 
the whole thing is just like so messed up and so like left field it seems wild i don't even know how he can come back from this to be honest you don't oh i was gonna make a comment about how people are like how can you get fired for this first of all if you're a public figure you're held to a different standard because you're dealing with brands that are multi-million or billion company million dollar companies right so well first of all technically you can get fired for having an affair from any company you could well and like when you have sponsorships why is a company gonna want to give you their money when this is what you represent you know he would be risking smearing any brand's name right by them working with him right influencers get cut off from brand deals all the time for small things so this is not surprising at all Mm -mm. like this is pretty normal yeah i'm and i mean i agree how are they supposed to continue on a relationship with him in the company but yeah he owns 25 percent of the company so maybe he has enough residuals from that that are going to come in but it's like so how are they going to pay him? Because he's not going to be putting any work now. He's not going to be in the videos. He's not going to be a part of anything. I would guess they're going to buy out his share. So I think they're either buying out his 25% or I think maybe there was like a clause in their contract to where, you know, if we have to split for any like immoral reason or whatever, you X happens, you know, that's Mm -hmm. actually pretty common in like contracts similar to that so i don't know it's wild because you know when they wrote that contract they were probably thinking there's no way like like we just have to put this in here you know yeah yeah it's wow crazy so i don't know i'm just so interested to see what happens oh and then the girl that the girl that worked for the try guys that he was having an affair with allegedly is still employed so as far as we know as far as we know she's still employed Ned, no longer employed. Try Guys unfollowed him. TBD on Ariel because she's on the Try Wives podcast. So, like, she took wife out of her Instagram bio. But then her and Ned were spotted together, um, like, wearing their rings. I think, like, maybe going to pick up their kids or something. So, you mean that they called the paparazzis Uh on themselves? Uh 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 But, yeah, Alex's fiance, like, deleted all pictures of her unfollowed her i think he's um a little scorned and i don't blame him rightfully so yeah i was trying to find a photo of alex and her fiance on her insta there's nothing to be found Mm. i haven't looked at hers really Mm -hmm. so i don't i mean i think that it was like the right move for ned to uh, like essentially be fired we can all assume but like you said, like, I don't know, like, what is he supposed to do now? I bet he probably does, like, a lot of behind-the-scenes work now. I don't think he'll be as much of, like, a public figure. That would be the right move for him. Yeah. Honestly. He could do a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of back-end stuff that he has experience with. Like, mm-hmm. influencer management, contracts, all that shit. Well, he went to Yale for fucking chemistry. Like, he'll be oh alright. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you can get through Yale with chemistry degree but you can't rub two brain cells together to not cheat at your cheat on your wife at a harry styles concert at madison square garden that's the takeaway yes oh my god it's just like some men really are just that stupid the audacity i have eight million followers and i'm gonna go to new york city to like a huge event of 
similar demographic, I would assume. A lot of girls that probably are interested in Harry Styles are in the YouTube world. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, dude, what's this wrong with you? This is your audience that you're, like, in a group of people. Yeah. You done goofed. The ultimate goof. Okay, so one more internet thing. If you're on TikTok, you know who Michaela is. Michaela Nagara, I think mm-hmm. is how you say her name. No. Even if you don't, like, watch her, like, you know who she is. She's, what's poppin'? Like, strong, like, strong Boston. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Preston hates her. Like, if she comes up, he's like, oh, my God. Why? Just because of her voice? Yeah, he just doesn't like the accent. Hater. <laughs> Anywho. So that she has had a lot of problems this week. You said you don't know anything about this. I have not seen anything. But okay. I also don't really get her on my For You page anymore because I don't, I don't know. Hmm. Okay. So essentially what had happened was somebody had found a clip of Michaela from like a year and a half ago on like her kind of like vloggy type like TikToks, like a separate account. And she had just kind of had like a long day and she was sitting down to eat dinner and she was just like talking and she was like, what the clip is, is it's 519 and I just sat down to have dinner. Try being an influencer for the day. Okay. Okay, Yeah, no, I didn't see that. Okay. So that's the whole clip that's going around. Okay. If you look at like any context around it, she was talking about how she started working at like 6 a.m. that day and was going through her day. I had this many meetings. I shot this many videos, blah, blah, blah. I'm like just now sitting down to eat. She's like talking about her whole day. However, everybody else is like taking this clip as her saying like, my job is so hard. What people are really upset about is that they think that she's saying her job is so much harder than everybody else. But she's she never said that, first of all. Second of all, just because you're like an influencer doesn't mean that you're like not allowed to have a bad day or to like vent about your day, you know? I'm pretty sure a lot of people that are not influencers bitch about not getting home to eat dinner too so like it's not that crazy that you had a bad day and you're like and now i'm just now getting home to eat dinner like i probably said that yeah and they're like people are like comparing it to her like talking shit about like nine to fives essentially but if you again look at the bigger context of that video she had one been working longer than a nine to five and two just for an example somebody that's like in an office job okay you're sitting in an office, yeah, you probably maybe have a meeting, you're answering some emails, some calls, whatever. My personal opinion, that is different than talking to brands, talking to management, making sponsored content, sending off sponsored content, doing this look, doing that look, changing into this, changing into that. It is different work. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's harder, but it is different and it's also valid work. I don't know. It's also different when you're self-employed. Whatever happens with the business doesn't really affect you. Mm-hmm. Like if your company nets zero, you're still getting your salary. Exactly. It's completely different than an entrepreneur who it's like they're making every decision to try to like make their life and their company grow. So there's a lot more pressure and I can assume that the day is a lot more mentally strenuous. Right. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And so people have just been like blowing this up for a week and 
Michaela's like really open with her mental health struggles and she's been really open about it, especially lately, saying that her mental health has been like horrible. And so the people that can like see past this like 10 second clip are like, I hope she's okay because she went um like radio silent on TikTok for a week. And so everyone was just kind of like really hoping that she was okay. But then also, because when someone's down, people just like to like kick them, like, you know, shit on you. Yeah. So, so people were like sleuthing on her and like these comments were screenshotted of her commenting on Jacqueline Hill's posts. Mm-hmm. And it was Michaela commenting on Jacqueline's IG like it was Jacqueline's house, like a picture of her room or something. And Michaela was like, must be nice to be rich from just putting on makeup every day or like just like shitty kind of like trolly comments and so people again are just trying to like add this like onto her and like just trying to cancel her which again like if you can look past anything Michaela has talked about how she used to hate herself she used to be a very like bitter and jealous person and so like if you just would take like 10 seconds to like find out even like who she is or like anything like that you would kind of like know you know what i mean people are just so ready to cancel anybody nowadays yeah first of all who has the time to like scroll through random influencers comment sections to find these things it's quite literally the most bizarre thing about our society right now like Like, what's up with that you are just as much of a loser as the person commenting that shit loser on loser crime Mm mm-hmm looking for you are the troll the troll is looking for the troll comment you are the troll exactly so she finally got back on tiktok yesterday and she started the video and was like like talking as if she was talking to somebody on the side and she was like what time is it is it 519 okay because if it's 519 i can't work past this and kind of like started it with like a joke so people were like okay like okay well first of all you're okay like Mm -hmm. that's good And then she addressed it, and I thought she addressed it beautifully. Mm. Again, kind of like I just did, she just kind of explained, like, the context of the video. And she was like, I never said my job was harder than, like, a first responder or, like, somebody like this. And I would never say that. They're not the same. I don't think my job is harder than that. But that doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to, like, bitch about my job sometimes. And then... And she addressed the Jacqueline comments and uh, said the same shit she's already said forever. I used to hate myself. I used to be a really jealous person. She's like so famous now that she has connections. She can talk to Jacqueline anytime she wants. She said that she like her and Jacqueline discussed those comments like a long time ago. And like Mm -hmm. that has already been aired out, whatever. And she was like, I know they weren't right. I know this. And I would never say that now. But like I'm a different person now. And I was just so unhappy at the time and she just kind of like addressed everything and um, said she was going to take some time away to like work on her mental health, which I think she may have would have done already anyways. But people were just like shitting on her like all week. It's just so frustrating. Like in this day and age, everything is about like positivity and like building each other up and like you know, just being, like, your true self, but then no one will give you the space to, like, grow from who you used to be. Yeah. So it's, like, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. 
like I can guarantee that every person has said something online or in person or done something shitty in their life. Like, why do we have to, like, try to bring them down? It's just so weird to me. Was it like, why do you have to be perfect? Why does it have to be so one way or the other? Like, you find a negative aspect or quality or, like, something somebody did. Why does that mean, like, they don't deserve to have their platform or, like, and I guess I should say it's that's not a blanket statement. Like, there are obviously some things that people shouldn't be allowed to come back from, some things that kind of like can't be forgiven i do think that like some things that you like definitely know better for but i don't think this is one of those instances and all of these people that are like rallying against her to tear her down you better not have like ever said one thing that wasn't cool you better be like the epitome of a perfect person it's just loserville to me to be frank it's just like how do you even have like so much energy to like even care about that one thing that would never even like cross my mind to bother me no (laughs) that's so weird uh well hopefully michaela's doing okay i think this is quite literally the stupidest it's just so stupid i think she just handled it like in that one video really well and i was i was really glad to see that like she seemed okay like given Mm mm-hmm because I saw a lot of it, so, like, I can only imagine, like, the shit she saw this week. Yeah. So that's the drama on the internet this week. The niche influencer news that you didn't know you needed, but you just found out. That's what we're here for. You did need it, and it's kind of consumed my life this week. <laughs> okay, I have one more thing to say before we go, because I do have an agenda this week. Wow. And while I guess kind of while we're on the topic of bullying, this is the one time where like bullying is going to be acceptable because the agenda this week is to bully Caroline into watching Gilmore Girls because somehow she hasn't ever watched it. Any of it. (laughs) All bullying is wrong, but bully your best friend, please. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it except for like now. No, I've never seen Go. I mean, I've always heard of it, but it's one of those things that I never really looked into or tried to figure out where I could find it. I don't know. On Netflix. It's like the easiest. I guess I never saw it. It is so up your alley. It's fall. Like, it is Gilmore Girls season. So, like, if you're not going to start it now, you're going to have to wait, like, essentially a year. So, I'm going to need you to do it now. Mm. You just know the feeling when you're about to embark on a long journey. It is a long a journey, but it's a good journey. It's feel good. Okay, it's feel good. Yeah. Nothing depressing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, about that. Nothing like depressing. Just a normal. Just like ups and downs like shows have, but no, nothing okay. depressing. I guess. <laughs> Do you even like know the premise? I just know it's a mom and a daughter. Yeah. And, like, love. And them kind of, like, growing up together. Family. They live in, like, a cute little town. Okay. (laughs) I will accept the homework. It's pretty easy. Okay, so this time next week. I'm not committing to any amount of episodes. I'm just going to start and see what happens. Can you give me three? Sure. That's easy. All right. Three episodes. We'll talk next week. If anybody else hasn't watched Gilmore Girls, let me know. Or I could just be crazy. Everybody's watched Gilmore Girls, Caroline. When There's nobody Gil- left. When did Gilmore Girls come out? Like the early 2000s. That's that's why. When I was growing up, 
my parents didn't let me watch things like that. So I, mean, I, I was strictly like Disney Channel only. So like no Nickelodeon. <laughs> I wouldn't I would never have watched that. No Harry Potter. Yeah, no. So did you ever even watch like the Amanda show? No. I'm sorry. No SpongeBob, but I don't I'm not mad at them for that cuz it's yeah. Mm. SpongeBob I'm like kind of 50-50. Me and Alyssa would like secretly watch Wizards of Waverly Place. <laughs> That's Disney. I know, but we weren't allowed to watch it because it said wizards. Because mm. it's the witchcraft. Yeah, so we grew up really sheltered, religious. And I don't know why, but my parents thought that Disney was more wholesome than Nickelodeon. Do you think that your parents like still like stick by that? Hell no. We talk about it now. We're like, remember That's when you wouldn't let us watch Nickelodeon? And they're like, yeah. But they were just trying to be protective of us. Yeah. It's just so funny because, like, I know both of your parents and I wouldn't necessarily, like, guess that of them. So it's just funny. Also, like, Family Guy, all those shows never, you know. I couldn't watch PG-13 movies until I was 13. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing that I was ever, like, sheltered of was my, like, stepmom growing up. Like, when I still saw my dad when I was little, she wouldn't let us watch Ed, Ed, and Eddie on Cartoon Network for some reason. And I'm like, okay. So, like, I remember one time it was on and she came in and, like, literally turned it off. And, like, even my, like, five-year-old brain was like, I can't watch Ed, Ed, and Eddie, but, like, your husband can do drugs in the next room. All right. But. <laughs> Ting. Mm-hmm. But y'all don't want to talk about that. Uh, yeah, no, I've never watched Ed, Ed, and Eddie. But, yeah, that's just a little factoid about me. Also didn't listen to anything besides Christian music until I was literally in junior high. So there's a lot of like mm-hmm. older songs and they come on and I'm like, I'm like, oh, Carol, let's listen to this song. I'm like, what do you know about this? And she's like, not shit. I'm like, I've never heard this song. <laughs> I remember the first pop songs I ever heard was the Black Eyed Peas. And I swear to God, my life changed. I was like, whoa, this, this is cool. like my humps. No. <laughs> like, Because that's like a deep dive. Like, no, it was what a way to get that. in there. let's get it started yeah it was like that era Mm. so that's just a little background story on me every day like we're working to like get you there (laughs) (laughs) i still to this day have only watched like part of harry potter i'm just not a harry potter gal like i was allowed i would have been allowed to watch it but it just like wasn't ever my thing yeah people that's like the most shocking factoid that i tell people that should honestly be like my fun fact whenever i have to give one like my parents wouldn't let me watch harry potter as a child like who else can say that so like when you say a child do you even mean like preteens? yes because like my mom was taking me to like midnight releases of twilight i could watch twilight this twilight wasn't pg-13 was it Mm mm-hmm Hmm. I mean, I wasn't going to the movie theater to watch it, but I've seen it. But like at, at that age, you were allowed to watch it. I'm pretty sure. I kind of I understand that Harry Potter is like wizard witchy, but like Twilight's also blood sucking and killing, and it's kind of also witchy. I don't know, Dave. Oh, Jess, also, I've I only some questions. I've only been trick or treating one time in my entire life, and it was when I was in the eighth grade. And then I obviously went with you as an adult with your child, but like, no, I didn't do trick or treating. We went to church on Halloween. Like, no, 
I was on lockdown. But the thing is, I didn't feel that way as a child. But now I look back and I'm like, you just didn't know any different. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm a little sheltered. I was. <laughs> Damn. So before we go, I'm just going to be honest with you. We decided not to upload <laughs> book club last week. First, when we recorded last week's episode, it was just going to be way too long to keep it in the regular episode. So we're like, okay, we'll just upload Book Club separately, which I think we probably still Mm -hmm. will do. Book Club will be a separate episode on Fridays, every other Friday. But if we're just going to be honest, how our timeline worked out with Preston being on and stuff like that, once we finally got to record the book club segment, it had been like a month since we read the book. Yeah, and like three books passed, so yeah. it was not good. It was a little rough, and we were just like, I don't know if anybody needs to hear this, to be honest. So we're just going to scrap that one. Sorry for anybody. Sorry, but the book was good. So if you want to read it, Every <laughs> Summer After by Carly Fortune was good. If you want to talk about it, like we can still talk about it, but... We're just going to, like, spare you the episode. Yeah. Um, We are going to read the next book closer so we can have, like, a better review and a better discussion. So, again, next week's book will still happen. That will be Regretting You by Colleen Hoover. And then that episode will come out that Friday. Friday. Mm-hmm. So next Friday. Just a reminder on that. All right. That's that on that. Y'all that's all good? I got for you. I know. Me too. Thank you so much for being a part of my quarter life crisis. Please tell a friend to tell a friend all about my quarter life crisis. Review, like, subscribe, do all the things. <laughs> you can follow us at my quarter life crisis pod and you can follow me at Addison Eteaki, E-T-E-A-K-I. You can follow me on Instagram at caroline.clon, C-L-O-N. Until next week, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye.